0: Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Well, it's great to have everyone here today. And... um... I was watching a few online churches this morning from interstate in Victoria and even in New Zealand and New South Wales, and they're all online churches still having to do church that way. So it's uh, it's different everywhere, isn't it? But it's great to be able to just be here. Oh, we've still got mass and we've still got a few things, but uh, it's nice to be able to just come and be free, gather together, connect together, and... Um, Yeah. Well, you look good. Everyone looks great behind those masks. Yeah. Sam looks good up the back there. Hey, Sam. Yeah. Good. Just give someone a high five near you. Yeah. I saw some selfie high fives. That's good. Really good. Fantastic. Well, Lord, we just pray today that you'd speak to us, that you would move on our hearts and that you would say exactly what you want to say to us. And we thank you for your goodness and your presence and your power. And we pray that you would move in our region, move in our city and in our nation. And we pray that you would be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the world desperately needs the Father. And that's what I want to share on today. It's very topical. Um, the world desperately needs the Father. Our world is, is a crazy, mixed up, weird place, isn't it? And uh, we've got so many opinions from all over. Uh, there's There's all sorts of things going on, all sorts of opinions and You know, one minute you're meant to trust the science, and as Christians, the next minute you scratch your head, how do I trust the science on that issue? Uh, You're meant to trust this, trust that, trust this person, but not that person. And and so we are more in need of a, a worldly rudder than ever before in history. And that rudder is the Father God. And so I want to read you a quote by Billy Graham to start things off. And he said, If there were no heaven and no hell, I would still want to be a Christian because of what it does for our homes and our families in this life. It's so true. God instilled in us as Christians the way, the truth and the life for eternity. Yes, for heaven, we are eternally blessed because of the decisions we make here on earth. But even those decisions affect how we live here on earth. They will either bless us or not bless us. They will see us flourish or not flourish. And so what he's saying here is the Christian values that God put in the Bible, put in humanity, put in our conscience, those values will benefit us even, yes, eternity, but they will benefit us here on earth. They'll benefit us on how we live how we treat other people, how we treat ourselves, how we value things, how we love things, how we grow and encourage one another and enjoy His creation. And so there's so much about what God has instilled in us, which is unspoken and even unknown, but He put it inside our DNA. And that's because the Father loves His children. He loves you and me. And we live in a world where Fatherlessness is an actual pandemic. It is an actual real thing. there have been so many studies done now around the world by uh, by absolutely many 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 Christian organizations but probably way more non-christian organizations and uh, I've got one I want to read you today a little bit from uh, about the issue of fatherlessness. Now, I don't want to point out that uh, there's anything wrong with a fatherless situation because the truth is more families than not are encountering a form of fatherlessness than not. And so what I mean by that is, Even in situations where we have fathers, we have fathers that come in and out of life. We have moving situations. We have a high divorce rate. We have all sorts of things that are out of our control. And what I want to encourage us with today is I want to read some statistics globally. And this is particularly from the US, but it's the same in Europe, UK, Australia, um, and, and uh, even in developing nations, it's a, it's a massive issue as well, maybe even more so, uh, is this issue of fatherlessness. Now, the great thing is this. Everything I'm going to say drives the nail in the coffin of the strength of the argument of the need for the world to have an authentic relationship with God the Father. We live in a society which we fully accepted. Many families don't have a father role. Many, many kids grow up not having a father and it's through no fault of mothers. It's through no fault of fathers and mothers or maybe there's been issues that have gone on. The issue is what do we do with it now? What do we do with our situation now? And so let's have a look at the situation in the world. This is from fatherhood.org. And uh, statistics, Fa- the father absence crisis in America right now, uh, four times greater risk of poverty. This is families and kids growing up in this situation. Uh, more likely to have behavioral problems, more likely to face abuse and neglect, twice the um, at the risk of infant mortality, more likely to abuse and drugs and alcohol, more likely to commit crime. And the list just goes on and on. It gets kind of depressing. Um, but if you do some research, you'll find out that this is a major, major issue. Why is it? Let's go back to the, what I call the father of divorce, and his name is Satan. He divorced himself from the Father, and then he wants to carry divorce into the human race. He wants to divide us, to still kill, and destroy us. And the way he does that is with confusion. We begin to question truth we begin to question the very thing that's put inside of us, in our conscience, in our DNA, which is the Father, is He is God. He is truth. And so the enemy comes in and he steals, kills, and destroys truth. And he tries to do this in families. He tries to do it in marriages. He tries to do it in the next generation. He tries to do it with... Uh, Even with abortion, we see millions and millions of babies aborted. And praise God for for the uh, state of Texas right now overturning some of this stuff. And God is on the move, hey? He's on the move. When we were singing this this song this morning, uh, Fresh Wind, and it talks about blowing on the coals, it just reminded me again that God always has his coals present amongst his people. His coals are always present amongst his people. And I believe more so when we gather. That's why we need to keep gathering. And uh, because when we get together, the coals connect. I don't know about you, but we have a fireplace at home and and one little coal on its own. It's pretty hard to get that thing going. You blow, you blow, you got ash blowing back in your face and you try and get that little. When you got 10 or 15 of them, it's a whole lot easier. And it's exactly what it's like in the spirit with you and me. We keep each other strong. When we worship together, it encourages one another. Anyway, back to the topic, hey? But uh, it's pretty bad, the situation in the world right now. It's never been this bad with the fatherlessness. Now, one might say after World War II, World War I, it was pretty bad. And that was really the, the beginnings of the downfall of The fatherlessness and the fatherless, the father crisis in the Western world was really after World War II, and the world changed, and feminism came in, and all sorts of things began to happen. And so we can see globally there is this this worldwide need of a father. But there's a problem. Fathers, over the generations, have made many, many mistakes. We've got it wrong. As many times as we've got it right, some fathers have been abusive. Some church leaders have been abusive. Some scenarios have gone haywire and really turned young people away from father types. And it's turned the world even away from father types because of excesses and abuses and sin and hypocrisy and and wrong behavior as a father. And so even now, the world doesn't know if it really even wants fathers to be reinstated in a way. Because it's like, well, what would that mean? Will that mean control and domineering and abuse again? or And so we've got this kind of confusion going on. And this is where we need to come back to the centre. We need to come back to what does an original father need to be? And we go back to Father God, who's willing to lay down the life of his own son, who's willing to pour out everything he's got. It's interesting... Um, Karen and I were talking recently, and and we were just saying it's interesting when you we have three kids, and and when you when you're a father and a mother, uh, and mothers have exactly this this same maybe even more so uh, an umbilical cord attached to, to their kids. I often say that about Karen Slate, you've still got the umbilical cord attached. You're feeling everything, and and uh, but this is what the Father God goes through over you. He's still got an umbilical cord attached to you. So no matter where you go and what you're doing and what you're thinking, He's always thinking about you. He's always thinking, how can, how can we do this better? How can we see you prosper? How can I encourage you? Can I? He sent Holy Spirit to be an adv- advocate for you. He sent His Son to die for you. He's put angels as ministering spirits around you. He's got resources all around us, hasn't He? And sometimes we forget that, but that's how much He loves you. If you're in this building this morning and you've forgotten how much the Father loves you, let me remind you, He would do anything to get you back. He would do anything to show you His love. In fact, He's already done everything to show you His love. But maybe you just need reminding of that this morning. He gave His only Son just for you, that you may come into a relationship with God the Father and have eternal life. It's a simple message. It's the single most powerful message on earth. And it's one of those things that never dies. And so we see that throughout history, As father types, unfortunately, have got it wrong. As as fathers have maybe been absent or maybe, like I said, after World War II, there was a a real dearth, a real lack of fathers in a whole generation. And so there was a need for women to rise up. And and so we see these all sorts of balancing and imbalancing going on. And and then we see uh, the world in a situation now where there's so much confusion, gender confusion, ideological confusion, and it's one of those things where uh, we really need to be constantly praying for the next generation, really need to be praying for the next generation. Uh, because when you start to confuse and really bring down father and mother and gender and and our sexuality gets confused, what what happens is there's this murking of the water and this this. Lack of clarity that we really get even over God. And so, you know, who knows, in 10 years, it'll it'll probably be a war on saying God is a father because it's masculine. And so there's so many questions over sexuality and gender these days that this stuff is real and it's apparent. We're going to have to learn how to reteach some of this stuff. But God is a loving father. And you might have grown up without a loving father. And therefore, even that depiction of a father for you might resemble hurt and pain and confusion. And this is the issue that a lot of people have in the world today. They grew up with a father that doesn't depict someone nice. Doesn't, it doesn't in- visualise for them anything good. In fact, it's completely the opposite. And so we, in our message as believers, have to bring a message of love. And it is a message of reconciliation, but not reconciliation to compromise. That's the difference. Love doesn't mean compromise. Love means we still can bring truth, but somehow we need the healing power and presence of God. And this is why I believe we do need a great awakening on earth. I was with some pastors this week. Just around the corner, Impact Church, great church with uh, Martin Stockdale and some others praying. And we're praying over this region and it just hit me again, you know, we're a ragtag bunch of pastors doing our best. And, um, you know, we, we all would love to see more people saved and healed and delivered and all the things that it says we should be doing. But ultimately, we're all a little bit dissatisfied because God's not doing everything that we would like him to do. And, uh, and so, you know, when pastors actually get on us, that's the truth. Pretty much every pastor would tell you. In fact, every believer would tell you that. And so there is a need for God, by the power of His Spirit, to blow on the coals of our hearts. And it's, I, I firmly believe He's, he's going to do something. I don't know what He's going to do, but we pray He does it soon because this world needs to know the love of the Father. It needs to be reconciled to the Father. The world needs reconciliation to the Father. And when people, even who reject Him the most, realize that He's loving them and He wants to lavish His love upon them, all of that harshness and that criticalness, uh, we've even come against it, as you know, in the school in the last week or two, that harsh edge that comes against Christianity because there's a bias or a hurt or pain against Christians and what we stand for. We, we don't come with a militant aggression, hating anyone. But I tell you, we need a move of God to reconcile people to a loving Father. And when they discover that, they'll go, wow, I've been standing against this. This, this is the thing that has ushered in the Father's love. And when they encounter the Father's love, they, they then will realise, wow, everything I had was counterfeit. I was warring against something. I didn't even know what I was warring against. But it's it's probably not going to be an argument that's going to win that. It's going to be an outpouring of love, the Father's love. And so that's what we need, isn't it? Anyway, let's get into the meat of things. Is that okay? I know you're thinking, hang on, it's time to wrap up, isn't it? It's Father's Day. There's roast pork on in some households, I hear, and I don't know. I know, you're invited to Keith's house, everyone. <laughs> John fourteen eighteen says this, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The truth is, there is a major crisis in the world's orphanage, which is all around us. And those who don't know Jesus are orphans. And it's not a criticism, it's it's they're fatherless in this life. And so we get to know the Father through Jesus and He doesn't leave us as orphans. He doesn't want people left out in the cold. He wants to bring them into His household and show them the only love that is real and that's the love of the Father through Jesus. But we, we live in a very broken world, a broken version of, of what God originally ordained because of sin. I wonder sometimes, if Adam and Eve hadn't sinned, what would it really be like for us? What would it be like for us? Would we be permanently buff all the time? And just, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're chewing away on our spinach leaves and just enjoying it. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a fascinating thought. I know some of you are like going into weird locations in your mind right now but that's okay the world would be a very very different place sin has denigrated and brought disease and destruction to your human race it's sin that brings destruction and that sin brings destruction to us And there is only one antidote. There's only one supernatural vaccine injected into the human race. And it's by the blood of Jesus Christ. And when we get that vaccine, we are then cleansed ourselves. Our lives, our souls, our spirits are cleansed. And we're no longer orphans, but we're sons and daughters of the Most High God. And that's what the world needs. The world doesn't need more, you know, nice little things to appease this and try to go back 1,200 years and try and appease that group and that group and that group because sooner or later you can't appease everyone. And once you've gone down every little minority, you realize, hang on, there's, there's more minorities. And now there's minorities of minorities and minorities. And I'm not saying we get harsh and, and we don't try and love people through their situations or through their race issues or whatever the issues. But the truth is every single human is a minority in and of themselves. And they all have personal needs, personal offenses and personal hurts. And the only reconciliation is the reconciliation of the Father. And so our message really to the world is be reconciled to God. Amen. Malachi 4.6 says this, He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. This is a promise that unless Jesus Christ came, with his supernatural vaccine, his blood, the land would have been wiped out. Humans were getting worse and worse, turning away from God. And so he sent Jesus to the earth for us to be reconciled to God. And that's how the repairing process begins. We had a broken world then the repairing process began. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not die, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. Interesting quote from Billy Graham that said, Even if there weren't everlasting life, the Christian way of living is still the best way of living. It'll still bring health and healing and happiness and joy and then as kind of a bit of icing on top we get to live forever pretty amazing message isn't it there's a couple of promises i want to just finish with this morning 1 john 3:1 says see how great a love the father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of god and such we are we are called children of god We're called co-heirs with Christ, actually, which means... We are royalty. If we are brought into His family, we have incredible resources. If you're feeling lonely today or feeling lesser than, I want to encourage you. God the Father loves you. He's cheering you on. He wants the best for you. He doesn't want you to be left out in the dark. He doesn't. He's not forgotten about you. Maybe He's building stuff in you, but He is cheering you on. He, he really can see everything ahead of you. And I'm sure right now the Father is just, you know, you've, you've got uh, Jesus interceding, Holy Spirit, who knows what He's doing, speaking in tongues there. He's got angels sending down, you know, championing you. You have incredible resources at your fingertips. Maybe it's time to start activating those things, to stop complaining about how bad things might be and start declaring and decreeing the goodness of God over your situation and start activating that stuff. 2 Corinthians 6 18 He says, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. His desire is to father us. You may ha- not have had a situation where that uh, brings up good thoughts or memories for you, but God the Father wants to father you. Wherever you're at in life, whatever decisions you're making, He wants to speak to you. Us fathers, we, we get it wrong regularly I would say and you know we won't take a vote here this morning but you know we stuff up from time to time we don't know there. there is no rule book just like with mothering just like with parenting I remember me first had, had George our first baby I remember thinking gosh this is pretty intricate for, for, for no manual to come with this um, I mean we wouldn't have read it anyway but you know at least a rule book would have been nice but you know I mean you it's life and death isn't it you know Two young couple you 're just like, Goodness gracious, but what they then don 't tell you it gets even harder down the track, and it gets worse <laughs> no it doesn 't it doesn 't really I can see steph she 's just about to up and leave <laughs> but we have an ultimate father we have an ultimate role model. I want the worship team just to come up and Join us as well. But we have, we have an ultimate role model, the Father God. And when we when we look at him, and maybe if we've had a situation where for us, a Father God or, or speaking like that hasn't necessarily been a, a good scenario in our lives, I want to encourage you to begin reading the Word of God in a new way and begin begin trying to wipe the slate clean or get healing or whatever you might need. Because when we have a discovery of the Father, we realise what it is to be a son or a daughter of the Most High. It's interesting at times when, you know, over the years, when I've begun to question things or wonder what, or, you know, you, you see others get promoted or good things happening in different places Uh, You you know, you can question, oh man, maybe I'm getting it wrong or this. And then you remember, no, the Father is no respecter of anyone else over anyone else. He's not going to favour someone else over anyone because He's created you and me equal. He's created us in equal amounts of His heart. So He loves you as much as He's ever going to love you. He's never loved you any more or less than He does right now. He doesn't love anyone else more than He loves you. You have His heart. You have His heart this morning. Wherever you are, whatever you're thinking, whatever your life situation, you have His heart. So therefore you have His ear as well. And maybe it's getting in His Word. Maybe it's reconciling with Him and beginning to discover what a heavenly Father looks like and listening to Him and and beginning to hear His voice over your life. Maybe you've been striving or trying and it hasn't been working for you. Let me tell you, the Father loves you. The Father loves you. He aches for you. And He doesn't think bad of you. Maybe you've stuffed up from time to time. Everyone has. But He's still cheering you on. He's still for you. He's not against you. He still wants the best for you, not the worst. And so when we have a discovery of how good He actually is, we realise, wow, why wouldn't I want part of that? Why wouldn't I want to be part of that house? Why wouldn't I want to be part of that kingdom family? Because He's so good. He's not rejecting people. He's accepting people. Let's stand this morning. I want us, yeah, fantastic. I want us just to sing this song together and let's really sing it and ask Holy Spirit to just come and breathe on us again. And as we're here, just even in this time, let's sing it with faith and with determination, asking God by His Spirit to come and move in our lives, in our church and in our region.